0: For a single soul that she folded as happy and grows up soon she and she I wonder, uh, does God have a wall where he has pictures of heroes? I know my son-in-law has certain uh, pictures of sports heroes. He has his picture of his children on it, of Autumn and RJ. And it's a place that he really uh, acknowledges those great heroes. I wonder if in some way God also has a wall where there are pictures uh, of those uh, goats. Of course, you know what goat is. It's the uh, greatest of all times. Now, I know the biggest picture that God would have on his wall of the greatest of all times would be Jesus Christ. But I also wonder if he has like um, Methuselah or does he have uh, Enoch or does he have uh, Melchizedek or who is it that he has? Maybe the, the woman who gave the Few pennies the widow's might, and she would be remembered of all times. I wonder who it is that God has on his picture wall of heroes. There are those people that you and I need to recognize as heroes and those who we want to look up to that we can in some way uh, use as an example in our lives. Today we're going to be looking at the uh, struggles that... uh, Job is going through and and we're coming to a place where we're going to hear much of what uh, is is encouraging him. So I am John Smizer here from Southern California and it's a joy to be with you. I pray as we open up Job 36 today we will see God's word speaking to our hearts. Mm
1: Job chapter 36, verses 1 through 15. Elihu continued, Bear with me a little longer, and I will show you that there is more to be said in God's behalf. I get my knowledge from afar. I will ascribe justice to my Maker. Be assured that my words are not false. One who has perfect knowledge is with you. God is mighty, but despises no one. He is mighty and firm in His purpose. He does not keep the wicked alive but gives the afflicted their rights. He does not take His eyes off the righteous. He enthrones them with kings and exalts them forever. But if people are bound in chains, held fast by cords of affliction, He tells them what they have done, that they have sinned arrogantly. He makes them listen to correction and commands them to repent of their evil. If they obey and serve Him, they will spend the rest of their days in prosperity and their years in contentment. But if they do not listen, they will perish by the sword and die without knowledge. The godless in heart harbor resentment. Even when he fetters them, they do not cry for help. They die in their youth among male prostitutes of the shrines. But those who suffer he delivers in their suffering. He speaks to them in their affliction.
0: As we look at this passage, uh, Elhu is a problem to me. Because I always struggle with someone who thinks that they're something great. You know, Elihu here kind of considers himself on that uh, championship or hero wall that God would have. Because he, he speaks about, uh, he has some knowledge for Job. He's coming to him and I get my knowledge from afar, he says here in verse 3. I ascribe justice to my maker. Be assured that my words are not false. One who has perfect knowledge is with you. Now, I have a struggle. Is he declaring that he has perfect knowledge? I know that God does. And as he walks with us, and as we're with him, there is a sense in which we do have perfect knowledge. But I struggled a little bit as I began this devotion, looking at El-Hugh, Is is he declaring that He is the smart one? Is he the one that's all wise? Now, I also, as I continued on and as I read some of his statements, they were very good. They were very good. But I just struggle when someone speaks about, uh, I know everything about God because no one really understands all about God. And so let's look at a few of the things that, He said to Job today, He said, uh, God is mighty, but despises no one. He is mighty and firm in His purpose. Whenever we consider the things that God's will is about in our lives, in our families or churches, or even in our nation, God's will will be accomplished. He's not going to be turned aside. I love that passage, of course, you know, Romans 8, 28, when all things work together for good to those that love God and are called according to His purpose. So when it speaks here that His purpose is going to be accomplished, I truly believe that. I recognize that whatever challenge I'm facing, like Job, oh, is he, he's facing such a huge challenge. But God's purpose, God's will, will be accomplished in his life. It goes on down here, and um, Job is complaining about that God's not just. You know, somehow he, he's not getting the, 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 the good things that he needs to get. Job is feeling that way. And it's in verse 6, it says, He does not keep, and this is Elihu uh, speaking about God. He says, He does not keep the wicked alive, but gives the afflicted their rights. See, you do have your rights, Job. You are. God is doing the right thing for you. And then in verse 7, he says, He, God, does not take his eyes off the righteous. He enthrones them with kings and exalts them forever. You know, I'm thinking of, Job may feel like God has turned his back on him. In some way, he may not um, feel like God sees the struggles he goes through. I know that the opening chapters of Job talks about that as Satan entered into the throne room, into the presence of God, as all the angels gathered, God was watching Job. In fact, he said to Satan, Have you seen my servant Job? You know, God really did, did look upon Job in a way that he understood that Job was a righteous man, that he was a good man. And so uh, when Job feels like he doesn't understand my struggles, oh, yes, he does. Job, he he sees those things. And you're proving, you, Job, are proving to Satan what a righteous man acts like. Job, he's not going to have the right to take your life. He is going to uh, punish you or force evil upon you. Satan will. But God knows your righteousness and you are a good man. Reminds me in Corinthians, it says that uh, uh, we will not be tempted beyond what we are able. But with that temptation or that trial, God will provide a way of escape. And in truth, I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what challenges you are facing. I don't know what you've come off of last week, last month. I know we've had this world pandemic, which has truly been a challenge to many of my friends and to the church I attend. It's it's a real struggle. But God's will will be accomplished. God has His eyes, He sees His children. And so never forget that, that God is overseeing all that we have. Goes on then, in verse 10, it says, He makes them listen to correction and commands them to repent of their evil. Aha! Aha! Do you know that whatever we go through, there's a lesson to be learned. There's a challenge for our lives. In what way can we learn more about God? How can we grow closer to God? I want us to learn how God is working in our lives today. In this last few verses, verse 13, we see a a truth. It says, The godless in heart harbor resentment, even when the, he fetters them, they do not cry for help. You remember Peter. The Peter, you know, that got out of the boat while the other 11 were still sitting in the boat. He had enough faith to say, Lord, call me. And God said, come. But when he took his eyes off Jesus, he looked around at the circumstance, he began to sink. And when he didn't, when he did, he cried out for help. Not like what the issue here for Job's situation. It's he called out, Lord, help. And immediately. If you maybe feel overwhelmed today, if you are struggling or challenged, I ask you, cry out, Lord, help. And he promises to be there for us. Let me pray with you. Heavenly Father, I thank you for your goodness. Lord, we are not understanding what is going on in life. Lord, you are the one that guides in every way. Every circumstance, every person we speak with, Lord, you know that. The challenges we face, the struggles of relationships with economy, with politics and all that they bring. Lord, you know our circumstances. And you're at work, Lord. May we hear your voice. May we turn to you and seek your help in all that you are calling us to to change in our lives. Lord, may I be attentive to you. Thank you, Lord, for promising never to leave us nor forsake us. Thank you for your love, Heavenly Father, in your precious name. Amen.